time. We're live on Lunch Plus. My name is Barrett, and I'm here with... Kevin. And it's Team Carrot doing the opening yes. today. I'm so excited. <laughs> we are back. It's time. Are you ready for it? Joni, you were so fast, but I don't think anybody beat Johnny today. Joni and Johnny are different people. I'm not just <laughs> pronouncing it different. Um, welcome to the broadcast. Comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. William Aldridge says, hello there in his nice, like, smooth way. Mama Chris says, hello, Devin and I are watching from West Virginia. Is that your twin sister? It's, his, it's Buddy's older sister. I'm not just, like, looking at someone off screen going, are you related? Are you? It's, it's Buddy. Um, Pastor yeah. Nicole says, happy hump day. Yes. It's Hallelujah. such a good day. It's Wednesday. Wednesdays are some of our favorites here on the broadcast. Here's what we've got in store for you. Up right now, it is family chat. That's why you're here, because you love us. Followed by Bible trivia with the one and only Buddy Crabtree. And then five second challenge with Kevin versus William. And I hope William knows how to play and that he's doing it because I didn't tell him. Surprise, William. Followed by confessions with Kevin of the Buck variety. We've got two different brands of Kevin here for you. It just depends on which version you like the best. And then top 10. Guess in the comments what you think my top 10 is going to be today. It's probably going to be controversial, but we're, we're we're going to be friends. We unified last week. We can do it again. And then what's the word? And George is watching. Hi, Yay. George. We love you. All right. So I'm thinking you're going to do top 10 sports cars. No. I don't know top 10 sports cars. Like, I don't know 10 sports cars. George, we need I, to fix that. Like, I know a red sports car, a blue sports car, a fast sports car. No, no. I, is a Tesla a sports car? No. Okay, well it then. It can be, but it's is, not necessarily. What's the other one that Luke pastors seven-year-old son? What's the other one he wants? A Dodge Vi Viper? Viper. Is that a sports car? It is, indeed. I know one sports car, guys. One. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. And before yes. we hop into our, George says he picks his battle. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> see, this is why Buddy and I are friends. One right. sports car, two sports car, red sports car, blue sports car. That pleased me right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, before we Dr. move Seuss. on, important announcement. We forgot to make it yesterday. Next week is going to look a little bit different here on the yep. Lunch Plus uh, broadcast. The leadership team here at Boomerang including Pastor Brian and all the team. Buddy and I are going to be going. Yeah. We go to an advance where we spend a week planning out the following year what's going to happen here in the ministry. So we're going to be on location next week. We're not sure how often we'll be able to hop on. It won't be a normal segmented type thing, but we do hope to still hop on and be here with you guys somewhat. But the following week, the first week of November, we're here. Yes. It's happening. Yes. We're going to be back with all of all this stuff you know that you love, but next week it's going to look a little different. So love us. Amen. Question number one of the day. Let's dive in. It's time. Are you team trip or team staycation? I do not mean trip like a weird name. Team go on a trip <laughs> or team staycation? Oh, I'm definitely, I mean, I, I've got to go. I love to stay at home. That's fun. But I love traveling. Traveling is so much fun. I'm team trip all day long. Me too. Yeah. Now, so team carrot, that's one for us. We're, we're bonding right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> William says that that's an Anchorman reference, but he can't continue it. I love William. I love Lamp. Um, Buddy says team trip. Julie mm -hmm. says team trip. Rachel says team trip. Priscilla says team trip. Yes. yes. So 
George, I, I'm curious, George, I need you to comment which one you are because George, Johnny says team trip. I feel like George is probably more staycation than trip. Really? And I'm more trip, so it makes, like, George... That's a trip. George gets very energized being in her house. Like, okay. being, he's he's introverted. At yeah, heart. yeah, yeah. So well, he likes fun. being around his own possessions yeah. and familiar surroundings. Yeah. So I think George is team staycation, but... Well, if you had George's room that George has... That's true. I could totally understand. That is a vacation. That's true. That's a holiday right there. George, George's, George's office is, like, part army like memorabilia forever plus yeah. legos plus america yeah. like it's it's really basically the, a museum in and of itself of yeah. all things george yeah. so that's pretty exciting <laughs> yeah with a really comfy chair for sure marky is <laughs> team trip um yeah i i don't see there's no staycations Trip from both Mama Chris and yeah. Miss Devin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that's a landslide. It's a slam dunk. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the way, before we get too far down the road, I wanted to tell you that Kevin Buck, his guess for your top 10, mm -hmm. top 10 boy bands. Top 10 boy bands. Yeah. That is an amazing idea. That's going to happen sometime <laughs> soon. It's getting added to my list right now. Top 10. 10 boy bands. What a great idea from Kevin Buck. That just pleased me. Bunny's off to the side going, nope. So it'll be it'll be something. Okay. That, that actually suggests that there's one that's better than another. It's true. And there's not. The Beatles. Um, George says, it depends on what my weeks have been. Mostly staycation, though. Haha. <laughs> I knew it. Um, Pastor Nicole says, depends on how my schedule has been lately. Right, okay. Right. Question number two. Top 10 boy bands. What a great idea. Are you team Staples or team Paper Clips? Now, this is not the store. This is, do you prefer to use Staples to bond your papers together or Paper Clips? And you would not, there are 10 boy bands, Mama Chris, I, I promise. And yes, buddy, I did call them a boy band. They're the first one. Um, people are on very different sides of the aisle on this. Holly, Shaver, and I talked about this the other day and she was talking about how it's a polarizing thing in her office where people have literally fought. There's Holly. She's coming in strong. Right, right. Holly's so team staples. I have been, when I worked in an office, um, the people in the office fought over the stapler, like who had the best stapler. Everybody wanted the swing line. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if we've, there's ever been a fight over staples or paper clips. William says paper clips because he has commitment issues with staples. I so get, I get that. that. Yeah, Priscilla's paper clips, Johnny's paper clips, Rachel is staples. Everything else falls out of paper clips. I guess my tone just gave away which one I am. Um, yeah. Mama Chris says I love them and use them equally. Devin is team staples. I am very much team paper clips. I am as well. I like taking the papers and placing one behind each other. Yes. I don't like then, folding the corner. And keeping them flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Yes. Um, like when we take a test or something, mm -hmm. and it's very like that. I'll keep together, but right. I often will spread my papers out in front of me, which yeah. you would know if you saw my desk right now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a hot mess, yeah. but. I'm a, I'm a... And you could see them yes. all at the same time. Yep. Yeah. No, yep. I'm totally with you there. Team paper clips. No holes. Um, John, no holes in paper. Johnny says, have you seen my stapler? Now I'm curious what your stapler looks like because that insinuates that it's awesome. So <laughs> I, does it look like a gun? Is it a gun? Do you have like a staple gun? I do. I've got two would of that, them. But would that work with paper? 
Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Okay, now that just changed the ball game. Like that just <laughs> totally changed this whole thing because they don't have like a paperclip like shooter, their launcher or whatever, but they have a <laughs> staple gun like for papers. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> are yeah. you lying to me right now? No, my I'm not lying high. to you. <laughs> I, yeah, you can totally use them for paper. They will shoot through paper. Will it bond them together or will yes. it leave a blasted hole where the <laughs> It will bond was? them together, yes. Okay, I'm very excited about this and yeah. I want this to be a segment. But we'll do no it on one, break. No one will get harmed. <laughs> um, oh, Holly said that Johnny's was a movie reference, so that's sad. But Kevin has a gun, so uh, Jade says, depends on my documents. I need them both equally. Buddy says, staple guns can only staple paper to a two by four? Um, I, I'm gonna... It's true. It, it will staple the paper, but it's gonna you hold it to the wall. You left out super important information in this whole it Barrett's hopes are getting pinned. It. It's gonna pin it to the wall. It's fine, guys. I feel deceived and it's fine. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> I have hurt feelings. It's cool. Are you team electric light or team natural light? Priscilla Rogers and Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy, if you don't answer honestly, I'm gonna call you out on TV. I will come into this office. Like when I come into work this, any morning, frankly, and Priscilla and Markley, if they ever beat me, the lights are off. They're sitting in the dark. Like there's no lights on. They may open up the window, like, or the blinds, but it's like, <laughs> pitch black basically and i'm like what are you doing sitting in the dark like doing what are you doing i'm the light turner honor oh my heavens wow Priscilla's there was a little hostility if you don't be honest right now it's because it's a it's a daily thing where i come in i'm like hey guys you enjoying your hermit crab or your hermit shell of, of darkness right now like you what you doing? That's awesome. They don't even turn on the floor. No lights in the building are wow. on. Nothing. Praise God. Buddy says he needs a window. Johnny says natural light. Mama yeah. Chris says natural light. Ooh. Marky says, oh, I don't like white bright lights. They're not peaceful. In all caps. I like, yeah. Natural lights are definitely <laughs> the way to go, though. Seriously. I mean, if you have it, if you have the sure. windows, if you got everything that you need and sure. you can let, let enough in, natural light. Sure. All Julie says uh, natural light till dusk. Who commented, to be fair, their desks are right next to the window? Was that Buddy? Here's the thing, though. Come in in the morning. I don't even need to see your name. I have no doubt that that's from Buddy. You come in, <laughs> and it's still dark. Like, it's not like it's in the middle of summer, and everything's so... They don't even open the blinds. Like, the blinds are... Not every time. Not every time. Welcome to Office Politics, live on TV. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, Marky takes it to a crazy level. There's my girl. Uh, Kevin says, are candles considered natural light? Uh, yes. Strongly from the back, we have a no and a yes. <laughs> There's uh, some serious contention in here today. I'm I, loving this. I do feel very strongly about this. Yeah. I want to see when I'm performing something. Like I'm, <laughs> oh, I almost made a joke. I'm going to hold it in. Um, it's okay. Marky says, it's like a partial nap, but awake. This. Y'all, if that doesn't summarize what I walk into in the mornings, like <laughs> that sentence in and of itself. It's restful. <laughs> it's like a partial nap, but awake. 
<laughs> Mark oh, says, I word. work on a computer. It's all lit already, LOL. I feel like that's like a passive LOL. Like, I'm not really laughing, but I'm kind of laughing. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love you. Deb says, Barry has strong feelings on some topics. I do. I do. I'm not holding anything back. Guys. I share an office with three other people. You have th four very different types of people working in this office. Strong op opinions develop. Rachel says, I'm sorry you have to walk into this every morning, Barrett. George says, let us know how you really feel. Guys, look, yeah. if I was any other way, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know who I was. So you're welcome. <laughs> I haven't done family chat this week yet. I just laid it out all on the table. All in but, one shot. <laughs> but what's great is that Marky and Priscilla and I, we are family. And Priscilla's dancing in the sound booth, so we're good. And with that, that's been Family Chat. I'm glad that you guys are <laughs> that you guys are with us this morning, yeah. even if you are harassing me for not working in the dark. That's okay. I'm good with it. It's time to hop over into Bible trivia with Buddy, and it's gonna be good. Get yourselves ready to win some free money on us. It's time, share the broadcast, and by the time you're done with that, it's gonna be right here with Buddy Crabtree. We're gonna hand it over to him. Buddy? Deb's comment. I did see Deb's comment. <laughs> Well, hi. Welcome to Bible Trivia. I'm excited about this. I hope you are as well. But before we jump in, let's tell you guys what's going on today on the Lunch Plus broadcast. First, we have Bible Trivia, like I just said. This is, I'm excited about that. After that, we have the five-second challenge, followed by Confessions. After Confessions, we have Top 10. Uh, Barrett's going to go into her Top 10 ice cream flavors. I just told him. I broke, I broke it. I broke the, the silence. We're talking about ice cream today. And after that, we have What's the Word? It's going to be awesome. But first up, we have Bible trivia. I don't know if you heard that super weird noise. I think that was a hiccup? Yeah. That's what that was? <laughs> it was interesting. Anyway, so welcome to Bible Trivia. Also, hi, Devin. Hi, Mom. I love you guys. You're awesome. Um, so here's how Bible Trivia works. All right, we want you guys to be participating in the comments because you have an opportunity to win a $5 gift card on us or multiple if you win on multiple questions. We have five questions for you today. And the first person to give us the correct answer, the first person to give us the right answer that shows up on our screen is going to get a $5 gift card on us for each question. Here's how it works, though. We want you, Kevin already put the, an example in the, on the YouTube comments. Here's what we want you to do. Since there are five questions, we want you to put in the comments uh, question one. So put a number one and then put A, B, C, or D. They're multiple choice questions, and, uh, and that's how we would like you to answer. So, for example, it would be 1D, 2C, 3B. That's kind of how we want you to 
to answer in the comments. That way we know which question you're on. We want to, that way we know where we're at and what's going on. All right. And again, your chat might say something different than what our chat says here. So we're going to be basing the, uh, the winners on what we see on our screen here. So it might look different on your screen, but we're going to base it here. Also, I know I say this every time, um, but YouTube, for some reason, is significantly faster. Most, I'd say 90% of, of the ones who win are on YouTube. So if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, Head over to YouTube, look up Brian Wright, and uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel there because you'll have a great opportunity. You have a probably a three second oppor advantage over the people over on Facebook. So I would encourage you to go over there and do that now. But anyway, with that being said, let's jump into Bible trivia. Get your typing fingers ready, and let's jump into question number one. Question number one. Who was the father of Jacob and Esau? Was it A, Abraham? Was it B, Isaac? Was it C, Israel? Or was it D, Jesus? Or Jesus, as us Americans call him. Who was the father of Jacob and Esau? Was it A, Abraham, B, Isaac, C, Israel, or D, Jesus? I see the answers coming in pretty quickly on YouTube there. Now the Facebook comments are hopping in. All right. The correct answer is B, Isaac, and that goes to, guess who? Arabella Shaver over on YouTube. I know. Bella's got really good internet. I'm telling you. All right. Question number two. Question number two for Bible trivia. How many men did Gideon take with him to defeat the Midianites? Was it A, 12,000? Was it B, 600? C, 300? Or D, 12.4? How many men did Gideon take with him to defeat the Midianites? Oop, I see the answers coming in on YouTube. Let's see when the Facebook ones start coming in. All right, I see them coming in. They're coming in quick. They're coming in hot. The correct answer is C, 300 men. And that one goes to Miss Marilyn over on YouTube. Well done, Miss Marilyn. You get a gift card on us. And for those of you who win a gift card, please reach out to us. We'll, we'll reach out to you. But we want to connect. We want to make sure we get those gift cards into your hands. With that being said, let's move on to question number Trace. For Bible trivia, who was Abraham's firstborn son? Was it A, Isaac, B, Jacob, C, Ishmael, or D, Luke Skywalker? I don't know why I put that in there, but I did apparently. What, who was Abraham's firstborn son? Oh, I see the answers coming in. They're coming in quick. Also, we reached our 100th commenter, and our 100th commenter was the one who got it correct first. So let's put it up. Our, the correct answer is C, Ishmael. I got some of you on that one because, you know, everyone looks at Isaac. That one goes to Holly Shaver. Also, Holly, you got the 100th comment of the day. So uh, that's a double gift card for you. So well done. Well done. George said E. Han Solo. <laughs> no. All right, question, question number four for today's Bible trivia. What does Golgotha mean? 
Is it A, the place of the cross, B, the place of the skull, C, the mountain of peace, or D, the land of golden goths? What does Golgotha mean? What does Golgotha mean? All right, I see some answers coming in. I see some answers coming in quickly. I see a correct answer now. The correct answer is B, the place of the skull, and that goes to Cindy Orr, guess where, on YouTube. Well done, Miss Cindy Orr. Congratulations. You get a gift card on us. All right, guys, we're in our final question of the day. All right, are you ready? I have faith in you, but only one of you will win the prize. So as Paul says, run or type so as to win the prize. All right, question number five. I don't know why I jumped into that. Question number five. What is the last word of the Bible? Is it A, Christ? C, hallelujah. Is it, wait, B, hallelujah. C, amen. Or D, forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not giving you an answer. I'm just singing a song. <laughs> what is the last word of the Bible? Is it Christ, hallelujah, amen, or forever. Oh, I see. They came in quick. Oh, no. That came in real quick. All right. The correct answer is C, amen. Amen. And I'm just going to be completely honest. We're going to have to go back and look because that went so insanely fast. I wasn't able to see who the first one was. So... With that being said, a lot of you guys got it right, and I'm super pleased with you. I have no idea who got it first. Um, so we will let you know later on in the comments whoever got that one first, because, man, you guys were all quick on that one. Everyone was running so as to win the prize, and I'm super pleased with you. I just don't know who won the prize. So, guys, thank you for joining us today for Bible Trivia. This was awesome. I'm super pleased with you guys. I love you guys. Now we're transitioning into the five-second challenge. This is one of our newer segments, and I'm really excited about that one. We have, uh, we have um, Mr. William here today, and he's going to be with us today. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. We'll see you right there for the five-second challenge. As I'm looking at these men, I'm realizing how short I am. I'm going to just here. bump up my chair a little bit. I'll slouch feel, a little bit. Just so I can I'll feel better here. about myself. Oh, thanks, <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, well, guys, welcome to the five-second challenge. Ah, oh, this is, we have fun. We do we have do. fun. We, we have do. a lot of fun. Hey, can we just take a second and appreciate William's shirt? I was actually just about to say that. Is that not the best? It's so beautiful. It really is. It's amazing. I love it. All right, well, guys, welcome to the five. I'm just realizing, like, the, the leaves on your shirt are kind of, like, making you blend in with the background a little bit. Oh, oh really? The green screen, yeah. Oh, there is no green. Oh, yeah. oh my. So cool. It's super interesting. I should have thought of that. No, it's cool. I think it looks but awesome. But it looks really neat. I mean, it does make it look a little bit more interesting. <laughs> it makes you look a little more holy. 
Uh, huh? right, it, you, that yeah. just happened. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm not going to smile at that one. <laughs> okay. Not, not going to do it. All right. Well, anyway, I think you should. You're smiling on the inside, but that's okay. All right. Here's how the five-second challenge works. Uh, it's kind of like Password. I don't know if you remember that age-old game show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that, but not. <laughs> um, or or $25,000 pyramid. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, just kind of like that one, but kind of not. Um, so here's how it goes. Uh, or like Taboo, if you've ever played Taboo. Right. It's more like Taboo. What, I, what I know we... none of these. Okay. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I explained it to you a little bit beforehand. That is. But for those of you who don't know what any of those things are, uh, what we're going to do is this is the five-second challenge. So we're going to get... So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Kevin a word. Yep. All these words are foods, all right? Just oh. to give you some... Uh, like at least a subject to work towards, all right? So Kevin, when he flips this over, he's going to have five seconds... Only five seconds to get William to guess what the food is. All right. So we're working together. We're, we're not yeah, opponents. You're oh, yeah. working together. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta yeah. get the food. Yeah. So, uh, and that's it. You have five seconds to get him to guess the word. You cannot say any of the words that's on that. I mean, it's not like there's a bunch of words. Right. But like, if it's like pineapple, you can't say it's not a pine or an apple. It's a. You can't do that because uh, that's okay. cheating. All right. But when we win, you're that means you're gonna take us out to dinner to give us all these. Right? No, if you win, I'll give uh, you a high five. That works. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's do For it. word number let's do one. It. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. Go. Uh, you get them at, at McDonald's. Burger. Cheeseburger. Hamburger. Got yep. it. Okay. Hamburger. Well nice. done. Well done. Hey, oh. good job. Nice. All right. I'm going to hand you question number two. All right. You ready? It's not a question, but. Yes. Um, uh, uh, boil them, stick them in a stew. Egg? Uh, oh, stick them in a stew? Potatoes? It's, it's, the Lord uh, of, it's the Lord of the Rings thing. It's the first uh, thing. Onions, carrots, <laughs> stew, beef. Yeah, no. I, it was, I, mashed, it was I, mashed potatoes. I really enjoyed that. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. stew. See, Buddy knew where I was going with I that one. That was, oh. that was on me. <laughs> I loved it, though. Did any of you get that? I hope uh, you did. Mashed potatoes. It, it, mashed potatoes. I'm, really, I'm really pleased that you didn't say mash them, because I would have accidentally said that on that. Yeah. Just because. All right. All right. That's cool. You ready? Yep. I'm All ready. Right. Next one. You ready? Yep. Go. Ah, uh, so these are the things on the ends of the of a sandwich. You put it on uh, bread. Got hey. It. Well done. High five. <clears throat> yes. That was actually really satisfying. Wayne's really good at this. Huh? Well, really I can guess them. I, can I don't know yeah. if I, I don't know <laughs> if I can get them out. All right. Go. Uh, big slab of meat. Uh, bologna. Uh, Salami. Uh, you grill it. Oh, steak. Yes. Hey. You, you barely got that one, but you got it. But we got it. And we did so get that's it. That's what matters. All right. All right, next one. All right. You ready? Go. I am ready. Okay, uh, it comes on a cob. Corn. Oh, wow. Bam. Hey, that's really the only one. It was this that got him. Is that how you do corn on the cob? Yeah, totally. see the people with the drill? They just take it and spin it. Have you seen the ones where one of their tooth pops out? What? Yeah, because it's like super dangerous to do that. We need to see that. They've been drilling it, they like try to eat it, and then one of their front Ooh, teeth, like, ooh, pops out and like, oh! Ooh, that's not comfortable. No, nope. like the corn lathe. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's awesome. I'm, I'm not going to refer to it as anything from now on other than the corn lathe. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's so perfect. Yes. All right, next one. Go. Thanksgiving. Uh, Turkey? You, yes. Hey! Right. We're on the same thing right now. Right. Yes! There's two one more. Word. Let's, there's two more. Let's, you ready? Let's do it. Let's get it. All right, uh, this is what you get at a Mexican fast food restaurant. Taco. Bam. 
Well, he said taco when it was tacos. So I can't get that to you. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a lie from the devil. <laughs> All right, go for it. Uh, sad bowl of leaves and carrots and onions. Sad. Salad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> am I wrong? I can't even finish am I, am I wrong? Oh, I'm telling you, if it's put in front of me, yeah, it's a sad bowl. <laughs> a sad bowl of leaves. Leaves and carrots. That was awesome. I love it. Okay. I'm gonna order it that way for now. I'm gonna go to, <laughs> I just I'm like the, the Caesar sad bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for the five second challenge. Yes. Oh man, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. We that need to have fun. you on that more. That was fun. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for the five second challenge. Now we're transitioning into a time of confessions with Kevin. It's gonna be awesome. We'll see you right there. See you guys. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to go into a little time of confessions here. We do this regularly on the broadcast, wanted to speak out the truths of God's Word in our lives. Um, today, we're going to do confession number four on our list, which uh, has to do with the weapons of the enemy being exposed and destroyed. Just so you know, you are in a battle, whether you, whether you want to think about it or not. The enemy has weapons he's formed to try to get at you. So it is important that you recognize that God is for you and yes. his word is for you. Yes. And his word is the weapon that you fight with. So let's get into this right now. We're going to go into confession number four. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Let's speak this out. Speak this out, guys. I'm not doing it for you. You got to do it. You got to say it. So say it again with me. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Okay, now let's make it personal. Okay, we're going to say it's about me, I. Okay, so every weapon formed against me is exposed will not prosper, and is destroyed. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the word of God. It is powerful. Believe it, receive it by faith, and expect God to fight your battle for you. He will win. He is the victor. Amen. Okay, now we're going to move on to the top ten, which I'm excited about. I want to see what Barrett's favorites are. I have, a, I have a feeling they might be a little different than mine, but anyway, it'll be fun. So come on back in just a minute, and uh, we will talk about the top 10 ice cream flavors. See you
introduction of this segment was the nicest way I've ever heard. I've been disappointed by Barrett before. It's probably going to happen again. Um, so that was the nicest way I've ever heard that. Thank you for your politeness. <laughs> it is time for Top 10, and I'm back with William because I just selfishly wanted another segment with you. So that's, that's what's going on today. We're going into my Top 10. Buddy! What? Okay, so fun fact, I can't tell Buddy secret things before the broadcast because he's going to tell all of you cookies and cream is not on the list. I'm sorry, Rachel, but you... It is but, an understandable choice. I get it. I'm, I'm so disappointed with Buddy right now. <laughs> I, I do like that the background of your shirt like shows through as you move. It really does. Like, just, <laughs> like you can see it here and here. It's just, you can see... Okay, I need to stop paying attention to the green screen. Okay, what happens here on top 10 is this is my opinion. These are my top 10 favorite of the ice creams. Um, I'm ignoring George's comment, even though it's super pleased Buddy off screen. George says, Buddy's kind of like me in that way. I don't tell people spoilers. I just find them for myself. If they want to hear them, I may tell them, but not publicly. So... Anyway, I do like that your mom corrected you in the comments, though. <laughs> Buddy! Buddy! <laughs> With the zipper emoji. Okay, today we're doing ice cream. We're going to hop right into my top 10 favorite ice creams. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Rachel Ann, if you're still watching, I love you, even though your favorite is not my favorite. We can still be friends. Really, this segment helps us have emotional, like, mature discussions of what happens when we disagree. Like, <laughs> let's have these skills develop over ice cream, guys. Number 10 today. I'm, I'm going to just I'm stop avoiding it. Here we go. Hmm. Chocolate banana is Kevin's favorite. That's so interesting. That's an ice cream? Number 10, vanilla bean. Not vanilla. Not vanilla. That is, vanilla bean. That is a good distinction. It vanilla is, bean. It's very different. It is. Like French vanilla is that creamy whatever, but vanilla bean is super it's distinctive. Little, the little black spots on it. Yeah. Makes it perfect. Buddy just says he loves vanilla bean. On the contrary, Marky immediately before him says vanilla is boring. Marky then says vanilla bean is my grandfather's favorite. Are you saying your grandfather is boring? Ooh. Um, Buddy is saying it is much different. Um... I don't think your grandpa's boring. I, I'll hang out with him. He and I can share ice cream together because I love vanilla bean. Vanilla bean is pretty good. It's, it's a really solid choice. Like, it's a nice, soft yeah. flavor. It's not anything too harsh. It's just vanilla bean. Yeah, it's a good carrier ice cream. You can yeah. put anything in vanilla I mean, bean. Sprinkles, chocolate, other, other. things. Other things. <laughs> other things. <laughs> the other is really where we live. That is very true. Okay, so you're good with this one? Yes, I'm, I'm very good with this one. Okay, so this is, Deb says vanilla Somewhat. is a great base for toppings. That well done. Okay, number nine. Let us know what your favorite is. Priscilla just said Rocky Road. Number nine is pralines and cream. Huh. Have you had this one before? What in the world is a praline? I think it's a nut. I don't know. Is it, is, is, I don't know. It's is sugar. It, it's caramelized sugar. It's, I, I don't know. Mm, it's something that crunches and tastes sweet and is good in the ice cream. <laughs> I mean, it's just vanilla bean with extra things. So. This is like the most American answer. What are you eating? I don't know, but it tastes really good. Like, it's super. Um, have you guys had pralines and cream? Have you had pralines and cream? I have not. This is at Baskin Robbins. Really? Yeah, like, we can go. I mean, I went there yesterday, but I didn't. 
It was to Dunkin' Donuts. We have a Dunkin' Donuts that's like next to a Baskin Robbins. They're in the same building, but I, I never get ice cream. So Buddy just put up the definition of a praline, but the very first sentence, I thought he was like subtly correcting me, like oh. praline, learn <laughs> to pronounce noun. <laughs> like, that's that's perfect. Like, Whoa, Buddy, okay. Learn to pronounce go. a noun, Barrett. <laughs> Forget your English major. You need to learn to speak. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Marquis says, Mama, Chris agrees with me. I don't know what she's agreeing with you with. We've missed a lot since bonding over it. That is very true. Um, Kevin says, cookies and cream is not in the ballpark. On the top 10 or your top 10? I was responding to George. Oh, ah. he, they're having a sidebar conversation. So I had one of those with George earlier. So. Appa apparently, this is not super controversial. People are just talking amongst themselves. So we're just going to move to the next one. Ice cream, Number is, ice cream is a happy thing. So. N number nine can be an option, you can buy that. Number eight is chocolate fudge brownie. Okay, so this is Ben and Jerry's. Couldn't that just be substituted for triple chocolate? They're all just chocolate things. I don't know, things. but it could be triple chocolate, but that, I think that's different. I think that's its own thing, yeah. where it's chocolate ice cream with, with chocolate, chocolate fudge and then chocolate yeah. chips. But chocolate fudge, they're all chocolate things. They are, they are, I agree I mean, with I mean, you. Yeah, but. I agree, this is just Ben and Jerry's way of marketing it differently and adding brownies. But ben and Jerry. What are you thinking? Marky just, in all caps, I got Marky's vote. I agree with this. Kevin Nowicki says, woohoo, Vermont's finest. Kevin Buck says, anything with actual flavor rather than just sweet. George says, chocolate brownie ice cream. This is one of George's favorites. I can um, tell. Yeah, so I've, I really like chocolate, but I've learned that with my ice cream, I normally prefer not a ton of chocolate. I normally yeah. am more vanilla-ish, but this is my exception for that. Um, Christy says if it's not chocolate that they'll pass on it. So we're super different there. Kevin likes moose tracks. So chocolate fudge brownie, this is a good unifier. We're I'm, I'm learning that I don't actually know that much about ice cream. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know vanilla, I know mint chocolate chip, and whatever it is, it's three stack. It's strawberry chocolate, yeah, that. I think. I was supposed to call it Napoleon. Yeah, that's, but that's its own dessert thing. Napoleon's an ice cream? No, no, it's its own like dessert thing. I thought he was thing. a short guy. He was a short guy. Yeah. But Napoleons are the things that you can get at Amelie's that are like long and rectangular and they're like fluffy, like pastry-ish. Isn't that an eclair? No, this is different. This is different. I'll show you a picture. Okay. I thought I knew food. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Next, says our international food specialist. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Number seven, salted caramel. Okay, this, this one I do know. This one I know Hot. very well. Diggity, it is so good. It is good. Salted caramel anything is really, really good, but salted caramel ice cream is good no matter no matter what. And actually, it's really good if it is salty. Like, there's some that's like, it's salted caramel, but it's really just <laughs> caramel. Yeah. But salted caramel Extra is good, despite what Marky just says. She says, I don't ever like salt on caramel. It ruins it, she <laughs> says, ever. as I'm talking no. about it. It's cool. Kevin Nowicki says, interesting, I, so salted caramel was not a thing I, in my, like, food repertoire, that's not the right that's, word, but you know, like, <laughs> Something like my know. food pantry, Your like, food knowledge. my food knowledge, food it wasn't know. there before Pastor Nicole, hmm. Pastor Nicole opened up the ways of salted caramel to me, and it has revolutionized my dessert choices, for sure, salted caramel ice cream is a good choice. But the real question is, is it caramel or caramel? William, we're doing so good right now. <laughs> doing so. Throw well. that out there real quick. Um, I like that Marky just decided to revolt against the actual spelling of the word, and she's like, "I will not even put the extra a that's, in there." Marky, that's a biblical mountain. There's a difference. It's true. 
I love you. Okay, next, next. Number six, Ooh. rainbow sherbet. Now here, keep this up. Do not move off of this. Sherbet? Sherbert? Okay, number one. I don't know why it's pronounced Sherbert. I, I don't know either. I, everyone I know says Sherbert. It's uh, like it's spelled Sherbet, Sherbet, but I've always said Sherbert. I don't know how you spell it. I'm sure Buddy's going to Google it and put it in the comments and put in there, Probably learn won't. to speak this way. Um, <laughs> but the rainbow Sherbert, it's very important to me that you see the colors. It needs to be raspberry lime and tangerine. It cannot be lemon. That's not what I want. I want hmm. the raspberry. Huh. You can come back now. This is soapbox over. The soapbox is over. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. lemon though, really. Uh, Maine wants, nah, no lemon. No I'm, lemon. I can hard pass that. That's understandable. Buddy says sherbet is an ice cream. You're not ice cream. Um, Marky is happy that I say the R. Priscilla loves orange sherbet. Marky wants to know if it's a main thing that we add the R or if other places say it too. Oh, William no, ev says, no ev everywhere says that. Yeah. Like everyone from my grandpa here to like my grandpa in North Dakota. I think he said Sherbert before. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know why. Everyone um, says it. <laughs> George says, I made the mistake of getting the wrong Sherbert once. once. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat it, but my favorite part of that whole thing is the pink and the green together. Like, I'll leave the orange one for George because that's his favorite, <laughs> but the pink and the green is great. <laughs> um, is Sherbert an ice cream? I feel like it's its own thing. Um, I'm, it's cold, so it's like frozen, gelato? and I, I eat it. That's understandable. Sure. It's not a popsicle, so next. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mama Chris says Sherbert's not an ice cream per Devon. The sass is all Devon. Well, she is related mm. to Buddy, I understand. Number five is coffee. Coffee ice cream. Coffee ice cream any which way. Yeah. Coffee yeah. ice cream mm. for sure. Not, not for me. Really? I can't, I can't do coffee. I, uh... Not even like cappuccino or like the Java chip stuff? What? Okay, so... <laughs> what are those? So the advance that we're going on next week yes, is yes, going yes. to be very educational in the very, ice cream variety for you. But there's cappuccino ice cream, there's Java chip ice cream where it's like coffee with like dark chocolate chunks in there. There's like Java chip fudge. Like there's a, a variety of ways you can do this and it's really exciting. I understood none of that, but okay, I'm prepared. <laughs> Marky says gross. Um, Kevin says... <laughs> Just the dead silence. <laughs> Kevin says Gross. this was my grandmother's go-to coffee ice cream. Julie says no to coffee anything. Julie, what is happening? I'm right there with you. I am right there with What's you. What's going on in my sound booth? Kevin Buck, this is your wife and you have an espresso machine. Change her mind. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, George says coffee ice cream is horrible. This coming from a man who spent 20 years in the army who never liked coffee. I've given up. Um, Rebecca tea. says William's reaction is great. Tea ice cream's good. There's green tea ice true. cream, that and that's true. really good. I've had matcha ice cream before. Truth. It is very good. Truth. Marky says she likes coffee with ice cream, which is not any different. Is, um, is that technically a float? Is that a float? Buddy thinks it's good. Huh. That, okay, I'm good. Um, what, what, what has Marky said? Alfo, she's trying alfo to spell the word affogato. And it's where you have espresso, you have like a scoop of ice cream or gelato or something and you dump espresso on it and mm -hmm. the ice cream turns basically into the creamer itself. And oh. so you eat the ice cream with the espresso that as you actually, go. That actually sounds good. It's really good. That actually does Abby makes good. it a lot. So again, the espresso machine is coming on That's, the advance. So you're about to have several in your future. Coffee and ice cream. Um, yes. Okay, next, number four, moose tracks. 
the happy ice cream. We're into my like ultimate favorites now. Moose tracks. I didn't know that moose tracks was an ice cream other than Maine. So when I moved and I found that it was in other places, I was very pleased because clearly Maine owns moose. All of them. That's just, just where they are. All, all, all moose are inherently all moose. Maine. All of them. They're, uh, if they're not in Maine, they're related to people in Maine. It's like the state of Maine works, actually. Like, if you're, you're related to somebody in the state, and if you move out of the state, you're still, like, it's, it, it, Maine is its own thing. But yes, Moose Tracks ice cream is good, now that we're talking about family lineage. Mm. Um, <laughs> Buddy has hands up. Mama Chris says yes, with lots of exclamation points. Do you guys love Moose Tracks ice cream? They call it different things different places, though. Yeah. Like when George and I went to North Dakota, I think they called it like rabbit tracks or rabbit, something oh, like that. That's, and I'm like, that's, that's something different. Yeah. That's not, that's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not the it. same. Kevin Buck says, finally, something I like. I need to find out about what Kevin's <laughs> favorite ice creams are. Hey, Alaska, Maine owns moose. It's true, Kevin. it's true. We lent them to Forget them Alaska. when they became a state. That's what happened. Um, what, so the Soviets didn't have them until 1958? <laughs> it's true. We just had the monopoly there. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> makes sense. Makes plenty of sense. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, just got back from work. Avocado is great. I don't know what I missed. Cookie dough, salted caramel. I had salted caramel on mine. And homemade strawberry are musts on this list. Homemade strawberry will not be found. I love you. <laughs> um, Moose Tracks ice cream is awesome. Uh, are the um, tracks poo? Uh, and the rabbit ones, I, probably. I don't know how to answer that, Mom. I really, I really don't. <laughs> I love the mom. I don't know how to answer that, Mom. I don't know. I <laughs> um, so when it comes to ice cream, really quickly, guys, before before we move to the top three, I don't love ice cream that has actual chunks of frozen fruit in it. I, like, it, it feels weird on my teeth. It's a weird texture. I don't want it. I like the flavor. And if you give me ice cream, like strawberry ice cream that doesn't have the chunks of strawberry, I'm very happy. Do you mean like the candied? Like the candied fruit or just the like fruit in the itself? ice like I, I don't like it in the ice cream itself. Like even oh, if you go to you. Sweet Frog you. and you put like blueberries, they'll freeze yeah. with the ice cream. Yeah. I don't want that. You're cold and sad. Yeah. Julie says she agrees. Okay, we're bonding now. Um agreed, Kevin. Peach flavor but not peach bits. I get that. Okay, mm. top three. Mm. <laughs> um, um okay. This one is so good. This is like one of my go-tos, Americone Dreams. This is the one that I can most commonly find and it is delicious. This is vanilla ice cream. It is chocolate covered waffle cone bits with like caramel all through the entire pint. And so anytime you like stick your spoon in there, it's like chocolate covered waffle cone mixed with caramel, mixed with vanilla. And it is delicious. Huh. So it's like that little bit at the bottom of an ice cream cone you chop off. Basically, Ooh, it's, that's, that's, that's a good. great way of describing it. That's, that was really good. That was convincing. That was better than what I just did, for sure. That was really good. George, <laughs> uh, George says, good call in number three, probably should be higher up on the list. So I turned George on to this one. Like George, I don't know if he'd had this before me, but this is my favorite. Um, pastor, or pastor. Uh, Deb says, I'm a Fallon tonight. Dan from Ben and Jerry's. I'm assuming um, she means fan. I, I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> I I'm, think she's saying. I'm her son and I don't know. I'm, I think she's <laughs> saying, I'm a Fallon tonight fan from Ben and Jerry's. That one's okay, but I like the American dreams. Uh, Mama Chris says, Devin's husband, Matt, likes that. It sounds divine. It's really good. Okay, number two. Ooh, okay, there. this is why cookies and cream isn't on mine because grasshopper... That is. Have you had this? 
no, no. Okay, no, so this is not. basically <laughs> cookies and cream, but it's mint. So instead of it being vanilla, it's mint ice cream with cookies and cream in there. And then so, most of the time there's like chocolate fudge in it and there might be even chocolate like chunks and stuff. So it's like a mint Oreo. It, kind of, kind basically. Of, kind of. Like, have you ever had grasshopper pie before? That's like mint chocolate pie. I've had grasshopper pie, but it's not the grasshopper you're thinking of. You mean like outdoors when yeah. you were like five? When I was yeah. like five, throwing <laughs> mud and bugs into a pan. <laughs> um, Marky says, looks like some, looks like sometime is selling it in a gas station. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, Pastor Cole says, grasshopper is really good. Yes. Um, oh, Marky corrected herself. Someone's selling it in a gas station. Here's the thing. You can't find this in stores. I've looked for it. It is really rare to find it. And so it's normally only at like mom pop homemade ice cream places you can find it. And it is delicious. It's so good. Mama Chris says that she's never had it, but she wants it. Um, Julie and yes. I are bonding right now. You can't, you can't beat mint chocolate chip. You can't. But you can, and it's this. But you can't. But you can, this and is, it's this. Mint chocolate chip is probably my number one. I was your youth leader for years, and I led you in the ways of Jesus. I'll also lead you in the ways of the ice cream, good sir. I, I will not steer you wrong. Okay. I promise. Okay. I'm, not as, I, I'm not as youth leader anymore, but oh, well. I, I've sown enough seeds that I want him to try. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Cole says we're going to have to buy a lot of ice cream for the advance now. Thanks, William and Barrett. Okay, my number one favorite, I know you're probably not going to agree, and that's okay because I am strong in my opinion. Number one. Let's see what it is. Black raspberry ice cream. It is delicious. Black, black raspberry is a thing? It is so good. Again, the, like number one and number two are not ones that you can find most places because, again, I don't eat it with the chunks in it because that's gross So, in, to me and my taste buds. So this is something I've only had well done at Holton Farms Dairy up in Maine. It is amazing. It is so good. It's so, so good. Um, George says, good call on number one. Um, Kevin says, Kevin Nowicki says, yes, this is an amazing flavor. George says, color me impressed. I've pleased my husband. I've, ple I've pleased another northerner. Mama Chris says, yes, anything berry and I'm in. Have you ever had this? I've been nothing but confused and lackluster in my knowledge of ice cream this whole time. It, so is, no. time, it is time to train you in the ways, young paddle. I am prepared. I am, I am ready. So let me know what your number one ultimate favorites were. I had, I had Buddy's lots looking. of them on there. Well, I'm, I'm used to Buddy and I being on very different wavelengths with ice cream. It's okay. We have the word to unify us. It's fine. Um, but yeah, let me know what your favorites were. These are my top 10. I'm clearly coming back at some time soon with my top 10 favorite boy band list. Um, let me know what other lists you want me to make and we will get those to you. But right now we're gonna hop over into what's the word. We're gonna keep uh, going on with our series that we started yesterday, how your input determines your output. And we're gonna see you right over there in just a second, share the broadcast, and we'll see you right back after you do. Thanks 
smiling. This He's is how I smile. Smiling is my favorite. No, if Buddy the Elf was super creepy. Like, he's just been frozen. He's just been frozen for the last 20 seconds. Okay, so you... You moved. There, That's good. So there's a <laughs> sign right under the, the camera that says smile, you know, because it's important for us to smile. You said that you don't so, think that we're angry preaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're practicing looking I like was the practicing. Yeah, smiley well, face? Yes. Yes, I'm practicing my smile. And then apparently everyone thinks my smile is creepy. Well, so. it's most—it's not that your smile's creepy. It's mostly that you just froze, mm. like the rest of you froze along with a smile. It was I very still. <laughs> See, today we're talking about surrounding yourself with people who will encourage you. It's true. So welcome <laughs> to Friends Talk, guys. <laughs> I don't yes. know if that was your plan. That was so good. <laughs> oh, George says whoever added the buck teeth to the smiley face has a sense of humor. I'm pretty sure it was George, wasn't it? I don't know. Was it oh, George? Did you I, do that? <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me. No, it is very George-ish for that to happen. Um, can can you just hand us that the smiling face? I like I yes. Everyone needs to see it. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says that your genuine smile is oh, not creepy. You. See this this is what we have <laughs> just displayed right under our our camera. <laughs> just to, just to remind us if we ever need a smile, right? Thank you, sir. That was made for us by our cameraman extraordinaire, Mr. Will, who mm. is so good at what he does. And mm. he was trying to find a way to make us laugh. And then apparently George added buck teeth to it. So it's just the evolving smiley face. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. I think it'll be great if somebody adds hair to it, like mm. maybe like oh, the gonna... stick man's body or something. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Welcome to the inner workings of what happens here. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> let's talk about Jesus now. Yep, Jesus. Jesus. We, oh, your computer's there. I will not step on it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. There we go. The computer just went flying across the floor. <laughs> we started a series. <laughs> Can you just, uh, yeah, move the camera. Kevin was just like army crawling a little bit to get to the computer. <laughs> like he slowly slid out and then like army crawled to the computer and it then was, slid it was back. smooth. <laughs> oh, Pastor Cole says it looks like Tom Cruise with one tooth in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Guys, awful. This but is yes. important. Like not the word, but this is important. Have you ever looked up Did you up say the picture? word's not important? No, 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 no. I said this is not the word. This oh. is important. Not, you said not this important. is important, not the word. <laughs> yeah, it's important. This is not the word. Have you ever looked up a picture picture of Tom Cruise before? Like, have you ever looked up a picture of his smile? He's got a tooth dead center in the middle of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, when he smiles, his, his second tooth is here, and his front tooth is over here. Like, it's, you can't ever look at him the same way again, because when he talks, yeah. you'll just see the unicorn horn tooth wow. in the middle of his mouth. Like, it's just right there. He's a wonderful actor, and smile is great, but he's got this weird tooth thing going on. Slightly askew. Tom Cruise and I are not friends, guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to encourage him. God made him that way. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, right. This has the makings of it being really interesting. This is going to be very interesting. Again, we're talking about, you know, having encouraging friends around you. Having the right friends the around right you. Friends. Yes. Yes. We started a series. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. Well, I was just going to say, well, I mean, if you want to be honest, sometimes you need a friend that'll look you in the face and say, hey, your teeth are crooked. 
you know? <laughs> Probably not that way, but like more, more in context what of... What to you in high school? <laughs> no, I, I mean like more in like the context of, hey, you need to get your life right, you know? Like not physical teeth, but spiritual teeth. Spiritual teeth? That was good, right? That was a good segue. <laughs> oh my gracious. Okay, so we st <laughs> we started yesterday mm -hmm. talking about how to what you your input determines yeah, your output. That one. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday we did a summary on that and basically it's it's our our cousin to the How to Apply Faith to Win series. Like, yeah. they're in the same family, mm -hmm. um, but it's the spinoff series. And so we've talked about how to apply faith to win. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to be talking about how what you take in is going to determine mm -hmm. what comes out. You know, we just took in a whole bunch of words on how to apply faith, yeah. how to see faith come to pass, and now we're going to be continuing that. And what you put in determines mm -hmm. what comes out. And so we did a summary yesterday. You can go back and watch that, just kind of giving you a big picture of why it's important mm -hmm. to, you know, have a filter for what comes in. And today we're going to be talking about the people in your life. Yeah. You know, there's an adage out there. I don't know how they, you know, prove this to be true, but there's an adage out there that you are the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So... And I, I've seen that to be true in my life, um, that the people that you're around the most, that have the most influence in your life, yeah. you know, that you esteem the highest, they're going to be the ones that you end up picking up habits from. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I'll use Serena as an example. You know, I'm, I'm with Serena a good bit, um, and I started, like, teasing I love how she says like certain words like she sounds really really happy when she says certain words so I would start imitating her I'm like it's a good day and I've unknowingly started saying my words like her because I've spent so much time listening to her like you can pick up habits from other people and just like you can pick up physical habits you can pick up spiritual habits from mm -hmm. other people and so the people that you're with they truly determine what sort of fruit you're producing Producing. Yeah. And when you're in a place, when we're in a place of needing to apply faith to win, mm -hmm. the people that we surround ourselves win, with truly determine the sort of output that we give. Yeah. Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, yeah. you know, but unbelief comes by hearing as well. Yeah. You know, so, so put that in the comments. Faith comes by hearing. Unbelief comes by hearing. Yeah. It really, de it, de it depends on the voices that you're listening to, you know, our, our output is determined by our input. The people that we surround ourselves with, literally, I, I, like, this is one of those things where, like, you don't recognize the power of it. Like, mm -hmm. we, we hear it, this all the time, you know? We, like, if you've been in a youth group for, like, two weeks, you've probably heard someone <laughs> say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, like, it's, we hear this all the time. And we recognize it to a degree, but the, but the reality is how many of us are actually applying it, yeah. you know? Well, you know, we've been friends for, for 30 years, you know? It doesn't matter, you know, like, yeah. we kind of... We, we kind of put that above, well, I know that, you know, this is true, you know, but the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20. Uh, you could Proverbs as a whole, man. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, there's like a billion things we can say this. 
Uh, but Proverbs 13.20 says this, He who walks with, with wise men will be wise, but yeah. the companion of fools will be destroyed. Yeah. I'm going to read that again. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Yeah. So, so we need to recognize that who we surround ourselves with ultimately directs the, 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 the course of our lives. For sure. You know, I, like I was even just thinking about how when, when I first started listening to, to just faith preaching, you know, like there were things I'm like, oh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But, you know, but I saw that there, there was fruit, you know, in, in their lives. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll continue to listen, you know. And, and, and I just began to, all of a sudden, I, as my life started going up, as I began to listen to this, and the more I began to listen to it, the more I understood, hey, all these things that these people are talking about is 100% scriptural, yeah. you know. And, you know, but at the beginning, I didn't fully agree with it, you know, and it's funny because whenever we moved here, um, you know, there were, there were even things that Pastor Brian would bring up, you know, that, that I would be like, you know, I've never heard that before. And my flesh would want to reject it mm-hmm. because our flesh likes to reject things that take us higher. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just how our flesh yeah. works. Um, but when, but when we surround ourselves with, with people who, who try to, who want to take us higher, you know, our flesh will want to be like, no, let's just go back to this other place because our flesh doesn't like to go higher. But, um, but I, like, it was funny because the Holy Spirit reminded me, well, you remember when you first started listening to to these guys and, and your flesh said, well, I don't agree with that. But then the more you, you heard the word preached, you know, Mm -hmm. and the more you saw the fruit manifest, the more you began to believe it. So why not? trust that I planted you here, you know, and, and just, you know, just receive it, even if you don't fully understand it. And then then I'll begin to take you to a higher place, you know, and, and over the last five months, we've like been bouncing up levels. It's been, it's been awesome, but it's because we surrounded ourselves with people who would draw us forward. The companion of the wise or uh, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You, you choose the course of your life by yeah. choosing who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Well, and it's not everybody that's in your life needs to be in your realm of influence. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is something that I don't think that I, I, I certainly didn't have a concept of it until I got here. Um, I don't think Christians as a whole really understand it. Like you can... You can love people, like you mm-hmm. can be kind to people. Yeah. You can show them love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. You can you can have relationship with them, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily mm-hmm. have to immediately let them into your inner circle. Yeah, yeah Deb, Deb put down uh, the quote that we were talking about earlier, that we're the average of the five people we hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, genuinely, we are to model ourselves after Jesus in every single way. You know, Jesus had his crowds of people that he was around all the time that Mm -hmm. just followed him wherever he went. He had his disciples. He had a bigger group of people that were around him. Then he had his 12 disciples. And then from that 12, he had his three. Mm -hmm. He had Peter, James, and John. That when the stuff hit the fan and he needed to go take care of business, those were the three Mm -hmm. that had the faith that he had that were like-minded and that he took with him, that he could bring with him. Mm -hmm. Not every person is called to be in your top three. Like, you know, not everybody's called to be in your inner inner circle. Like MySpace, right? Yeah, not everybody's in your top eight, Tom. (laughs) But (laughs) not for whoever's name. Name Tom watching. That was a MySpace joke. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> but not everybody is called to have that sort of influence in your life. And it's not rude. It's, it's just knowing how to, you know, pastor, pastor and I have talked about this at length because we live in a society where everybody just wants to be super tolerant and just friends with everybody and people please up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. And we're not called to people please. We're called to preach the gospel. We're called to advance the kingdom. And Jesus was not a people pleaser. Jesus didn't mince his words. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a straight shooter. He he spoke the word of God. Mm -hmm. And pastor and I have talked about this. You really don't know somebody really until you've seen them for a while, like until you can test their character and their nature. And it like Pastor Brian will say, it normally takes a couple years, like because when you first meet somebody, there's that whole shiny new person thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my goodness, they're amazing. And they're so great. And look how good it's like Mm -hmm. a new toy. And then a little while comes in and like some of the onion will get peeled Mm -hmm. back. And most, most of the time, most people have like, a veneer about them that they'll keep up until a couple years goes by. And then after a couple years, you can't really keep that any sort of false pretense, any sort of act up because time will prove you out. So when we just give ourselves wholeheartedly, like without abandon, giving them every bit of ourselves and just serving our hearts to every person on a silver platter, God isn't said to do that. God is specific and not every person in your life is going to be Mm -hmm. there long-term. They're just not. Mm -hmm. It's, it's how it works. Not every person is, but that doesn't mean that you're fearful. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, you don't still give yourself. It just, it looks different with different people. Yeah. Well, like I'm just, I'm even thinking how many times, like it's, it's so funny. Um, the way that the modern America views the church is so contrary to sure. scripture, you know, like there are many people that there, there are certain kinds of people that Paul says to kick out of your church. You know, mm-hmm. there, there are people that he says they're like a cancer and they cannot stay, kick yep. them out, you know, which, which like, when was the last time you heard, heard yeah. that ever happen? You know, there, there's also people that, that Paul would say, you know, the, those who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power, you know, people who are who don't bear fruit, people who don't see, you know, the word of God manifesting. He says, have nothing to do with these kinds of people. You know, there are people that we should be actively avoiding. I actually have that list of all of them. Really? From Timothy. That's great. Before we get there, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to steal it. Okay, cool beans. Thank you. Um, But but what what, what kept coming to my mind was, uh, you know, you look at Abraham and Lot. Um, Both mighty men, both men who stepped out in faith. Lot didn't necessarily even have to go with Abraham, but he chose to anyway. Both of them were mightily blessed. Both of them had the favor of God on them. And when they went their separate ways, uh, you know, Abraham went and he kind of stayed holy. He kind of stayed separate, set apart. Lot didn't really have to go into the city, but he set up camp and he started living in the city. Uh, and I, I was reading this yesterday in my devotion, Second Peter 2 verse uh, 8. Actually, uh, let's start at verse 7. Actually, let's start at verse uh, 6. Um, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them uh, to destruction, making them an example to those who afterwards would live ungodly. 
and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Hear that. Whenever he surrounded himself with these people, the Bible says he was oppressed by them. And that was his choice. He didn't have to go in there. He, like the Bible says, that he had so much livestock and so, so, so much stuff that he could have stayed in his own little area. Yeah. But he chose to go in. And then it says this, verse 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them, among them tormented his righteous soul. Look, he tor- tormented his own righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Mm-hmm. You hear that. And then God delivered him out of that. But here's the thing. Like you even look at the, the whole situation when, when, when the angels came to Lot. Lot, they didn't want to leave. They, they kind of wanted to stick around. He offered his own daughters to be raped by all these men. Like all these different things. You can see that he was affected by them. Yeah. And he wasn't even there for a very long time. Thank God God delivered him and pulled him out. You know, but, but Lot had the choice. Lot chose, it says, for that righteous man tormented his, right, his righteous soul. He tormented himself yeah. by choosing to, to surround himself with, with, the, with these people. Yeah. And, um, and, he, and, well, he lost his wife because of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, you know, like, there's a lot of issues that he had to deal with that he didn't really have to deal with if he just surrounded himself with the right people. Yeah. Um, so, th- so you see right there, you know, who we surround ourselves with is key. But now, if like, if you want to go into that list of, you know, who, like, who are the people that the Bible specifically says we need to avoid? Yeah. Or do you have something before that? Well, right before we go in thinking about Abraham and Lot, mm-hmm. you know, Lot didn't honor Abraham. He wasn't yeah. a man of honor. Yeah. yeah. He... When given the choice of the two lands, he did, he took the one that was looked the most pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. He was submitted in some ways yeah. to Abraham, and honor would have given Abraham the option of it. But he, there was some root of pride in there somewhere that's like, I want the best one over there. And pride, pride is a dangerous thing. Like, pride sure. is on the list. We need to be watchful with pride. Mm-hmm. And look, I know that this is one of those subjects that can feel super sensitive and toe-steppy. Like, I remember being in high school, and my Bible teacher um, was teaching our class about how you can't, um, and Mr. Stormer, if you're watching, I, I have repented for my <laughs> attitude this day, but I, like he was teaching us about how you can't be friends with somebody who's not saved, and I had attitude about it Mm. (laughs) because I was like what do you mean all of my friends aren't saved the word tells me that I'm called to them and like and as I went I found out that he he had a point and like it's not I'm not saying that you can't like have relationship with people who aren't saved I'm not saying that you don't love them that you don't care about them but a true friendship you know it tells us in the word that iron sharpens iron like you're supposed to have a friend that can build you up and how can they do it if they don't know God Mm -hmm. if they don't know God then they don't know love is what it says in first John and so without a foundation of love your relationship with them is built on shifting sand Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be able to be stable Mm -hmm. and so we truly can't have those sort of deep, intimate yeah. connections with people who don't have a foundation of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Second uh, Corinthians six, Second uh, yeah. Corinthians six fourteen says, "Don't be unequally yoked with non-believers." Now, like most people, kind of 
unintentionally just say, well, that's only for marriage. You know, you, yeah. you, you, know, you can't be unequally yoked with a non-believer. But that, he, actually, that's not at all the context of what he's yeah. talking about. He's talking about the people that you make your, your strongest bonds yeah. with. Because, uh, you know, uh, a yoke... Um, for, for those of you who don't know, a yoke is like two oxen, you know, that are, go, that, that are going to fulfill a task, right? The yoke is what comes over top of them to make sure that they're both moving yeah. in the same direction. But if they're unequally yoked, now, like, let's, most of the times we think of it like this way, you know, unequal, unequally yoked where, you know, w- one person's going against, away from God, one per- person's going towards God. If you try to do that, eventually you're just, you're just going to be circling and you're not going to make any progress anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it even goes into the place where, like, if one person's kind of go, they're, you're kind of going in the same direction, but they're kind of going in a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's just going to cause tension and tension and tension. Eventually it's going to break, yeah. something's going to happen, things are going to crash. He says this, though. Because um, obviously the context, though, is, is unbelievers. Don't eat, be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with yeah. lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? Right. And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Right. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you right. are temples of the living God. As yeah. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Yeah. We talked yesterday about, you know, the importance of, of how the devil, what, what the devil wants to do more than anything is he wants to try to get you to breed your godliness with worldliness. And how is he going to do that? By causing us to be lukewarm, by causing us to to kind of, uh, you know, yes, we surround ourselves with church people, but we also surround ourselves with these ungodly people. Yeah. And, and we find this happy medium where, you know, we're not offending our ungodly friends and we're trying not to un- offend our godly friends, you know. And, and we find this happy medium that's called lukewarm, you know, which, which Jesus hates. But we find this kind of hybrid uh, doctrine, hybrid Christianity mm-hmm. um, that, re- that really is is more dangerous than either being hot or cold. Yeah. You know, we, we try to breed it together and, and it becomes even more dangerous because we think we're in godliness, but we're not. You know, we think we have uh, the, these, you know, friends that, that'll be there for us forever when, when that's also not the case. And, and it's a dangerous thing because we think we're in right standing with God, but what's happening is we're very slowly being pulled into yeah. one direction because yeah. ev- eventually you're going to unhook from one of the two. Yeah. E- eventually that's just inevitable. And if you're going in this direction, it's, it's, I'd say 90% of the time, it's not just like a sudden, I give up on God. Yeah. It's just a slow thing. It's a yeah. slow pull. And it's, again, we're not saying that you can't have relationship with mm-hmm. people who don't love Jesus. That's not the example Jesus set. Mm-hmm. Jesus ate with the tax collectors. Yeah. You know, he, he went after those people. He, he, they, but they pursued him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, he, he made himself available to yeah. them. He had time with them. He ministered the word to them. He presented himself to them. And it was up to them whether or not they received him. But those weren't the people that he took with them when the man's daughter was dead and Mm -hmm. they needed faith to heal her. Like he took Peter, James, and John. He didn't take those people up on the Mount of Transfiguration with him. He didn't take them to the Garden of Gethsemane when he needed to pray. Like there are... 
not everybody can be your everything. Yeah. Not e and they're not called to. Mm -hmm. You know, covenant relationships, it tells us in Proverbs, literally the book of Proverbs is so packed full with wisdom on yeah. what to do with relationships. But it says in Proverbs 18, 24, that a man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm -hmm. And that's... In this society of Instagram and Facebook, and everybody has so many Facebook friends, and everybody has so many Instagram friends, yeah. and I have this many followers. Bump all of that. Your worth does not come down to how many people you have in your corner. Yeah. In your corner, you have Jesus. In yeah. your corner, reserve yourself for the people that God brings into your life that are covenant people. Mm -hmm. Like I do not have, like I, ha I have so many people that I love that I genuinely like care for and I'll give myself to them. But like covenant relationships are a different sort of ball game. Mm -hmm. Covenant is like David and Jonathan where something happens and you're there. Like mm -hmm. you're going to endure to the end. You're going to put yourself out there. Like no matter what that relationship stands mm -hmm. and it, when I when we say these sort of things, it sounds great to I want to be in covenant with with you, Mary Sue. Like you're going to be my covenant. You don't pick those. God yeah, picks those. True. God picks those sort of relationships for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And maybe you don't have those in your life yet. Put faith out there because they're there for you. Mm -hmm. God has given you covenant people to be in that sort of intimate relationship with. But he's the one that plants those things. Just like yeah. he plants the members in the house, he brings those relationships together. So going to what Buddy was saying about like the types of people God says to avoid in second Timothy three, you can go through and basically I just wrote out the list cause I'm very, you know, I'm the list oriented one. I like seeing it on paper, paper, very black and white and list mm -hmm. format. Yeah. Avoid such men as these lovers of self, <laughs> lovers of money, bragging people, prideful people thinking about themselves, blasphemers, people that tell lies and slander <laughs> every youth, Every youth watching, every youth watching, disobedient to their parents. Mm. Don't be friends with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid them. Yeah. It says, like, this is the word of God. This is mm. not just me, like, mm. being paid by all parents everywhere, yeah. being it's, like, say this for my kids. It's there. It's true. It's there. Right but there. he's pointing to it. <laughs> I'm reading it. It's biblical. Disobedient to parents. <laughs> unthankful, unthankful That's people, unholy people, hard-hearted people, truce breakers, people that may, that don't keep their word and that are irreconcilable, that won't come back together and be in unity, mm -hmm. gossips. And you know what's fun? I looked up all these words in, in the Greek and in the Hebrew to like find out what they mean. Mm -hmm. You know what gossips means? Satan. No. <laughs> it means Sorry. false accusers. Wow. Malicious gossips, false accusers, the origin root is Satan. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's fun. Uh, no self-control. They just do whatever feels right. They just say whatever comes on their mouth. Well, I just say what I think. That's demonic. Can, sorry. Yep, it's true. <laughs> I mean, people pride themselves in that. that that's an unholy, ungodly thing mm -hmm. to just say whatever you think. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we need to tame our tongue. If, 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 with many words, yeah. there's sin abounds. Yeah. You know? 
Sorry. No, it's good. So, that was a side thing. Brutal. Brutal people, savage people, like calling yourself savage. I know that's a thing now. Ooh, like it's on, I, I know it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. Like labeling yourself, it's anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Haters of good, uh, despiser of the things that are good, um, reckless, traitor, and the key word for that is betrayers, mm -hmm. conceited people, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And holding to a form of godliness, but denying its power. You know what that means? That means that they're religious, but they deny the power of God. Mm. They're the people that mock the speaking in tongues. They're the people that mock healing services. Mm -hmm. The Bible says avoid people that despise the power of God. Mm -hmm. Avoid them. Again, it's not saying that you can't have any relationship with them, like that you don't make yourself available to still minister mm -hmm. the, will, the will of God, but you don't, you don't have intimacy with them. Yeah. And I was listening to Teddy and Carolyn, the, they have a podcast uh, on like three types, I think it's like three deadly, like, or the three types of people you should avoid or something like that. And one of the things Carolyn was saying was that people just think they'll hear a message like this. And it's like, I need to go tell all of my friends, like I can't be friends with you <laughs> anymore. No, <laughs> that's going to burn a bridge. Yeah. But there are things that you can do to limit the sort of availability that you have to them. Just because a person's in your life doesn't mean you just give yourself wholeheartedly, like mm -hmm. without reservation to them. Yeah. It, the Bible tells us to test the spirits. You've got mm -hmm. to test some people too. Mm -hmm. You've got to let time prove out their character, prove out their nature before you just give yourself mm -hmm. to everybody that we're not called to do that. We're supposed to be all things to everybody, but yeah. that doesn't mean we're tolerant of all things that they do. Yeah. We're supposed to make ourselves available to them, still be there to like, I've watched, oh my gracious. I've watched pastor Brian do this so many times where people will just be ridiculous, like ridiculous to him and do things that I like, I, I don't even like, I don't even want to think about them, but I've watched him time after time, stay consistent in his love toward them. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that he goes and places himself around them all the time. He yeah. allows the door to stay open. He won't shut the door mm -hmm. to relationship unless the Lord specifically says so. Mm -hmm. So even if I've seen people like spit in his face and like say things about him and like slander his name all across town and then call him saying that they need something and he'll pray with them. Mm -hmm. He'll help them get whatever it is that they're needing like he'll he'll go minister to them in the hospital he'll he'll help them and however he can he will still be jesus to them mm -hmm. but they're not getting invited over to thanksgiving dinner yeah like they're not the ones at 11 o'clock that he's going to call if he has a problem yeah well it, it's important you know for us to to recognize like we we've said this several times but we're not like saying uh, unless the Lord like gives you a specific instruction, have, yes. like avoid that person and never talk to them again. Yes. Like the Bible says, you know, we should be striving for unity with all men as mm -hmm. far as it depends on us. However, that doesn't mean we're striving to be like blood brothers and yeah. connected with other people. Yeah. One, one of the biggest lies, and I just, I feel like I need to expose this right now. Yeah. Jesus was not a friend of sinners. Nope. 
Um, you, you hear songs, you know, Jesus, friend of sinners. Like, Jesus was not a friend of sinners. That was a lie that the Pharisees brought up to try to condemn him. They called him a friend of sinners, a glutton, a drunkard. So if he's a friend of sinners, then he's a glutton, he's a drunkard, and he's all those other things. You know, uh, Jesus was not a friend of sinners. He came to seek and to save the sinners. When you see Jesus encounter a sinner, nine times out of ten, they repent within five seconds. You know, like, that's what, that's what he, like, you look at Nicodemus. Jesus said, come down, Nicodemus. No, not Nicodemus. Bartimaeus? Uh, No, not Bartimaeus. Um, The the short guy, Zacchaeus. Thank you, William. Thank you, William, the the youngest man in the room. Um, Zacchaeus, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. Zacchaeus was a sinner. He said, come down, I'm going to eat in your house. And what happened before he ate in his house? Zacchaeus repented and said, I'm, everything that I stole from people, I'll restore to them yeah. even more so. You know, see, when Jesus was around sinners, they repented and they yeah. came, he came to seek and to save the sinners. He didn't come to become friends with them. Yep. But the Pharisees, all, when they saw Jesus communing and eating with them, all, all they saw was their past. But Jesus saw, no, these are redeemed. These are, these are the ones you know, who yeah. are going to actually usher in the kingdom of God, yeah. you know, and, and so it's important for us to recognize that clear distinction. We need to stop saying Jesus was a friend of sinners, so I need to become friends of all, all these different sinners so that I can save them. No, 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 no. You are called to seek and to save the lost. You're called to be carriers of the gospel of Christ and to go out and reach them, but you're not called to, to, to go and have sleepovers with them. You're it's not like ca- missionary friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and missionary mm-hmm. dating doesn't work either. No, like, well, well I know this one guy who you know tried it and it worked for them yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure you know unless god gave him a specific instruction like hosea you know which probably happens 0.1 percent of the time you know like that's not that's not how god operates god doesn't say i want you to become flesh and blood with somebody and then i'll save them that's not that's not biblical at all you know what we're we're called to seek them and we're called to save them we're called to lead them to repentance You know, but we're not called to 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 be companions with yeah. with, with with unbelievers. Yeah. And we we've talked about it. The companion of fools are destroyed. Yeah. Like this, he doesn't he doesn't take it lightly. He doesn't say, well, the companion of fools, you know, they 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 have some troubles, and you know, they so, sometimes they get hurt by their friends. No, he says they get destroyed. They're destroyed. Why? Yeah. Because you surround yourself with people. Eventually, you're going to gravitate in that direction. Whether you believe it or not, whether, well, I hang out with my Christian friends more. Either way, there's, there's a gravitational pull with the people that you hang out with. And, you'll, and part of you will pull in that direction. Other parts will pull in a different direction. And it just doesn't work out very well. Yeah. So uh, as we're in the process of wrapping up, we'll just call this our first close. We'll see how many we have. Um, Go to Proverbs, read Proverbs. Like Proverbs has so much wisdom in it. And like each sentence basically is a nugget that you can apply for your life. But Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. So Mm. a man sharpens another. What Mm. happens if you take two knives and like you start to sharpen them, like they're going to get sharper. But Mm. if you take a knife and you just start like beating it against something that's not sharp, eventually Mm. it's going to get dull. And all of a sudden the thing that was sharp, it's going to be flat. It's going to be dull and it's going to be unable to do the task it was designed for. So who you're sharpening yourself against is going to determine really how sharp you are. So that's Proverbs 27, 17. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. True friendship is 
loving at all times. But that brother, that covenant relationship, they're the ones that are there in the day of of trouble. They're the ones that are there in the day of issue. Mm -hmm. That's what they're there for. God has given those people to you and don't settle for him. Like Mm -hmm. I don't settle on who you give your time to your most valuable resource Mm -hmm. that you have is yourself. It's your time. And where you sow your time is huge. Mm-hmm. And who you sow your time on is huge. Yeah. Who you invest your time in. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely, when I am speaking with somebody, like I consider my time to be valuable. Mm-hmm. If I am spending my time talking with somebody, it's because I value them greatly. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to waste my time on just any conversation. I'm not going to waste my time. I try not to waste my time on unfruitful (laughs) conversations. Like I'm not a hundred percent there, but if who you're sowing your time into, Mm -hmm. it's humongous, humongous. And we Mm -hmm. talked about this yesterday, take an inventory of these people, take an inventory of the realm of influence in your life, because it could be like, there are people that are suckers of your time. Like that they just absorb it and they just desire it. And they're, and they're not the ones that God wants you to spend and invest all this time with for sure. And so if I would encourage you think about those people that you have in your life is anything out of balance Mm -hmm. and let the Lord lead you in those things. It's not wrong to have people in your life that you don't necessarily invite to everything all of the time. I used to do this so often when I got here, I'd have an important decision come up and I'd call this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person to get everybody's inputs. Mm -hmm. And then I had everybody's inputs and I would be super paranoid about, well, Mary Sue doesn't like this, but Donna does like this. So if I knew it, what will Mary Sue think? Yeah. And I would try to please all of them. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you're, when you, when you do these things, especially if the foundation isn't Jesus, mm-hmm. especially if it's not Jesus, you're going to end up making decisions that aren't led by the Lord. Mm-hmm. People who don't love Jesus can't give you advice. Mm-hmm. And it says again in Proverbs, um, in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there's no guidance, the people fall, but in an abundant, <clears throat> but in abundance of counselors, there's victory. He's not yeah. saying that you go out and get 20 counselors, mm-hmm. but with the counselors who truly love Jesus, mm-hmm. you're, they're yeah. going to lead you to victory. Yeah. But if you're asking people of the world, their opinion, they're mm-hmm. only going to lead you to destruction. Yeah. If you're taking their opinion as don't be like unempathetic toward them. Jesus was moved with compassion toward the people with the sick. He was moved with compassion for people with needs. Like Mm -hmm. he cared about people. I'm not saying don't care, but when you allow their opinion to move you, it's never going to point you to Jesus. Well, Hebrews 6, 12, be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. So the people we surround ourselves with, Mm -hmm. especially the people that we seek counsel with. Yeah. We, we want to make sure there are people who have inherited the promises. Yeah. Again, it's the opposite of that list, you know, that we read, like yeah. people who, who have a form of godliness but deny the power. You know, they, they, they oh, actually, like a couple of verses later, um, where was that, Second Timothy 3? Second, yeah, Second Timothy um, 3. A couple of verses later, Tim, Timothy, as he's, or Paul talking to Timothy, as he's talking about these kinds of people, um, 
he, he, he gives like one, one extra little, little nugget, I guess. Uh, was it Second Timothy or First Timothy? Second Timothy. Oh, yeah, because I just went straight past Second Timothy to First <laughs> Timothy. He says, they're always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, like, they, they're going to all the seminars, they're going to all, the different, mm-hmm. all these different things, but there's no fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no fruit. They're not seeing people saved. They're not seeing people healed. They're not seeing demons cast out, people delivered, all these things. When we surround ourselves with people, they need to be people <clears throat> who, we, who lo- literally look like Jesus. Yeah. You know, their life looks like Jesus. They're seeing the fruit manifesting. They're yeah. seeing the supernatural manifesting. If, if you look at all the people around you and like, you're like, when was the last time I saw someone get saved, yep. you know, before my eyes? Yep. You know, not just like the, the preacher, you know, preached a message and then he said, everyone bow your ha- heads, close your eyes, and the same three people raise their yeah. hand. You know, like we're talking about like, when was the last time you saw like so, some someone on the streets or someone... Yeah you know, someone just in general gets saved. When was the last time you saw someone pray for some for someone's, you know, neck and, and it popped back into yeah. place? Like, when was the last time you saw those things? You got to ask yourself, am I surrounding myself with the right people? Because yeah. the Bible says, uh, Jesus says in Matthew 16, these signs follow those who believe. Yep. They will cast out devils. They'll lay hands on the sick, but the sick shall recover. You know, they'll drink deadly poison. It will by no means harm them. Like right. all these different things. You know, if we're not seeing the fruit around us, then we need to ask ourselves, are we surrounding ourselves with people who have a form of godliness but deny the power? You know, because again, it's not just those heathen sinners, you know, those heathen sinners. It's, you know, who are we surrounding ourselves with? Are they pulling us into further into the things of God? Or are they just making me complacent where I'm at in the things of God? You know, uh, and, and we can talk about that, you know, next time but you know yeah. it's important are are people are the people you're surrounding with with yourself with drawing you closer to yeah. god are they are they making you feel complacent with where you're at or are they actually pulling you away yeah. from god and there's a very big difference between the list that we read a second mm-hmm. ago and people that are striving to grow yeah. Like there's a big difference between that because every single one of us that love Jesus still have a corrupted flesh. Yeah. So there is the potential for us to still sin. We're not believing to sin, mm-hmm. but there's the potential that we could. Yeah. So that list isn't like one time you said something that ended up being a lie or mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. you like operated in pride yeah. or this is what's your hat like what's the person's habit what's the yeah. constant fruit That's good. and so this isn't like because i'm sure you could watch lunch plus and at some point like you've seen each of us like possibly miss it at mm-hmm. some point during the broadcast mm-hmm. um maybe or if you like watch buddy and i like we could we could do something wrong so that's not mm-hmm. saying like you go out and crucify all of your friends yeah. like because they <laughs> messed up one time like you know remove the plank from your own eye before you go start talking about the log mm-hmm. and somebody else's yeah. but look at the constant fruit yeah. fruit should be um, one of the biggest reasons you're friends with somebody mm-hmm. like that should be an evidence of i'm going to be their friend mm-hmm. truthfully you didn't know I was going to say this, but truthfully, like the fruit and buddy in Serena's life is one of the reasons why George and I desire to have a relationship with them beyond just like church folk, because they're people who have fruit in their life. And it's, it's an awesome thing to see. And so fruit should be the mark. Like, are they hungry for God? Like, are they hungry for God? Not are they Jesus yet, but are they hungry? Are they humble? 
hunger and humility are keys in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Do they, do they purpose themselves to walk in holiness? You know, are they in the word? Are they winning souls? Like buddy was saying, do they have the power flowing in their life or are they, are they putting themselves in situations where they can grow in that environment? Are they teachable? Like, Mm -hmm. Do they have the fruit of the spirit? Like all of these things are things that we should be looking for when it comes to the types of people that we want in our corner. And it's not wrong to have this discussion. It's Bible. Not every person can be your James and your John and your Peter. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can, but you're, but we are called to love everybody. And we're called to have those people. Yes. You don't, don't just be like, well, I haven't seen anyone yet. So, you know, I'm just going to truck on by myself. You know, like that's another deception that the enemy, have you taken it to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, show me, you know, who these people are. Cause I remember, uh, like not too long ago, you know, I, I got to a point where I'm like, I need to surround myself with people. I need mentors. I need people who will pull me forward and pull and pull me up. You know, so I started just praying and seeking the Lord. Lord, show me. And like yeah. a month later, I, I had a mentor. And then a couple months later, I had several, you know, yeah. like I, all I had to do was humble myself and say, Lord, you know, I know that I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I'm not called to do this on my yeah. own. So I, so I just said, Lord, like, and, and you know, we're going to pray for you here, yeah. here in a minute, you know, and we're going to pray that God will begin to show you who those people are. Yeah. And he will. God yeah. wants you. God wants you surrounded with people who will sharpen you yeah. and who will draw you closer to him. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, when we get to that point, we're going to pray that God shows you those, yeah. who those people are. And he answers that. And yeah. when you know that you know that those are the people that God sent mm-hmm. to you, you treat those relationships differently. Yeah. Like I, I know that I know the Lord gave me George. I know that I know the Lord has given me Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian. And look, the lesser doesn't call the greater friends, but I know that we are in a covenant relationship together that's um, that's unique to God, that God has gifted us. And it there are few things in this, or I don't, I honestly can't think of anything other than Jesus that I value more than those three relationships. Like come hell or high water. Those are my people come hell or high water. I'm going to defend them. I'm going to be in their corner. I'm going to help them. I'm going to honor them. I'm going to value them because I know that God gave them to me. And when you know that you know that God brought them into your life, that they are yours and you are theirs, Mm -hmm. you, you value you it differently. You, it's, it's a different sort of a thing and it's not as common. So often friendships are just common and casual. And if I don't like you, I'm just done with you. Covenant is different. Covenant is eternal. Covenant is forever. And there are covenant people that God will send you when, when we get in faith, when it's time for us to have them, Mm -hmm. he'll do those things. But in the meantime, it's like dating, you know, until you meet your husband or your wife, don't go dating every 50 people that you meet on, mm. uh, on, I don't know, eHarmony. Like yeah. you don't need to go dating everybody to find out what you don't have. Trust in the Lord and let him bring the right yeah. people to you mm-hmm. in his timing. His timing is perfect. Yeah. His will is perfect. His ways are perfect. Yeah, it's not a personality thing either. No. Well, like I like the things that this person likes. You know, we like we like similar music styles, so you know we click well together. 
That will change. Yeah, yeah. See, God, God knows who you need in your life and in your corner more than you do. And here, here's the fun thing. You might not like them at first, you know? Truth. Like, you, like they, might, they might grind your gears a little bit at first, but that could just potentially be your flesh wanting to pull you away from something that God's ordained. Truth. You know, it's important for us to recognize that we, we're not walking by feelings. We're not walking by personalities. We don't make these decisions based on, well, I like the way that that guy looks, or I like the way that that, you know, that, that person makes me feel. Because a good godly friend will, at some point, you know, probably make say something that won't make you feel good, but it'll bring you closer to God. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's important for us to to not be led by feelings, not be led by situations or circumstances. Well, there, you know, I work with this person, so automatically I'm just going to become best buddies with him. Nope. No, we we need to take it to the Lord and say, God, who are you leading me to, God? Who are you, where are you planting me? Who yeah. are who are the people that you want in my corner? And he'll and he'll lead you to those people. Amen. You want to pray for him? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's pray, Father God, right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Father, I, I pray, Lord, that the grace that you gave me when I asked you for mentors and I asked you to surround me with people to to fight in my corner and to to point me to faith and to point me to you, Father God, I pray that same grace upon every single person within the sound of my voice who's listening to this word, who's willing to humble themselves and seek your face, to recognize they don't know who they need, but you know who they need. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give them wisdom, give them grace. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will begin to bring people into their lives, that they... God, I pray, Lord, that by the yeah. end of this week, yep. they'll be introduced to people that yeah. they never knew existed before, but yeah. people that Thank they will you, have Lord. a lifelong covenant with throughout, throughout the you, rest Father. of their lives. People who will yeah. Thank you, draw God. them closer to you. People who will build them up and lift them up in Jesus' name. Father God, I, I pray, Lord, that our hunger will only increase, Father, as we surround ourselves with, with iron people, with, when we surround ourselves with fruitful people. God, with people who expand your kingdom, with people who bear fruit. Father, let us be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. God, don't let us follow people anymore who are bearing no fruit. Don't let us follow any more people who have a lot of smart sounding things to say and have a lot of knowledge, but they don't actually know you. Father God, lead us to true godly people who will only draw us closer and closer to you deeper and deeper into spiritual maturity. Father God, surround ourselves with those, with those people. Even begin to appoint us, even right now. God, show us who are the people in our lives that you want us to connect to on a deeper level. God, and I pray in Jesus' name that we will not back out when it gets hard. That we won't just, we won't just remove ourselves and cut ourselves off from the people that you want to surround us with. God, let us be diligent. And Father God, for those friendships and those companions that we have that we shouldn't be as close to, Father God, give us the grace and the wisdom to know how to, how to, how to handle it, God, and what to do. Yeah. Father, give us wisdom, give us grace, give us mercy and yep. peace in Jesus' name. Yep. Amen. And you know, one of the first places that I would 
let the Lord lead you <coughs> to make those relationships is in the church that he's planted you in. Yeah. You know, if there's a question in your mind of whether or not the Lord has planted you somewhere, then I'd go back to him. We've talked about it, the four evidences that you need in a church. It mm -hmm. needs to be winning souls. It needs to be producing power. There needs to be revelation in the word, and there needs to be the fruit of the spirit. Those need to be in the church, in the minister speaking. But when God's called you to a place, mm -hmm. he's also called you to a vision. So in that vision, like think of it this way, when you have a vision, that's what you're striving for, that, not striving, but you know, that's what your goal is, is to further the vision of that house. Mm -hmm. In the house where you're planted, you're surrounded by people who in, in Jesus name by faith have also given themselves yeah. to that vision. And so you're, you're, you're not fighting, but you're working toward a common goal. You yeah. already have that foundation. You've got the yeah. same mindset. You've got the same heart. And so look in the body of Christ where God has planted you yeah. for those relationships. My <laughs> closest friendships are in the body of Boomerang because we have a commonality between us, which is the foundation of the house, a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls and making disciples for Jesus. That's why we're, that's why we attend. And that's, yeah. That would be one of the best places to start looking for a friend who has that foundation. So we're going to move into really quickly what's abundance. I know we've been a little bit later today, but we hope, no, we don't hope. In Jesus' name, this is going to produce something inside of you mm -hmm. where your relationships are going to look differently yeah. and you're going to think about it a little bit differently. And so with What's Abundance today, if they'll go ahead and put the lower third up there, this broadcast is free every single day when we do this broadcast. It is a free gift that we give to the body of Christ. We're giving it to you today. We do not require anything. However, we know that the kingdom of God is a partnership kingdom. God himself desired to be our partner. So he is our covenant partner. He is also created within the body a covenant, a covenant partnership. And one of the ways that we can partake is to be sowers. Partnership mm -hmm. comes through sowing. Yeah. You know, we get to become partakers of the same grace. Like if you sow into Pastor Brian, you know, if you sow into him personally, that when he goes to Mexico, like he did last week, and he leads 120 people to Jesus, mm -hmm. you get that counted to your account. Mm -hmm. Like that's credited to you. Mm -hmm. And so the souls that we are seeing saved through this ministry, mm -hmm. the, the financial breakthroughs that we're seeing through this ministry, mm -hmm. all of the good things that are coming through the What's Right Lunch Plus broadcast and the What's Right ministry as a whole, mm -hmm. when you sow into that, you're becoming a partner with the ministry, which mm -hmm. means that every good thing that happens here, it's credited to you because you are helping mm -hmm. to support what the Lord is doing. Yeah. So this is truly not for us. We let this be a, a thing that we do because we want to see you blessed. Mm -hmm. There's good fruit coming out of this. We have souls saved through the broadcast. Yeah. We see financial miracles happen through the genuinely, you know, Kevin Nowicki, he doesn't know I'm going to talk about him, but he's behind the camera. So if he has issue, he can throw his phone at me. But Kevin Nowicki is here at Boomerang because of the broadcast, mm -hmm. because of the broadcast. You know, he met pastor years ago.
ago at the church that he was at then, but it was through a broadcast where Marky and I talked about spiritual booty calls. I'm not going to explain it to you. Go back and find it if you're curious. But that was the first broadcast that he ever watched with us. And ever since that broadcast, he was he was connected with us. And then the Lord led him here. And because the Lord through the broadcast led him here to Boomerang, he was here the day that Pastor released a word that said that supernatural debt cancellation was going to happen. And then that that week, over $7,000 was erased off of his account. Like mm -hmm. he had a debt and the Lord erased it because Kevin was in the right place at the right time because Kevin was also a sower and a giver to the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it opened the door for the Lord to be able to lead him to the mm -hmm. place he needed to be. He surrounded himself with that anointing and sure he surrounded did. himself with people who flow in supernatural abundance. Sure did. He surrounded himself with that. And whenever he got into that anointing, it began to work for him. The same sure thing did. happened with Serena and I. When we moved here, all, like all these, you know, all these th scriptures that we've been believing God for, for years and years, all the sowing, all the things that we, all of a sudden when we surrounded ourselves like in this environment, suddenly something just broke. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you know, where, where I, I'm, I haven't been receiving a salary, but somehow God's been providing like hundreds of dollars a week, you mm -hmm. know, like just to, to just to pay, pay my salary pay my salary, you know, yeah. like God's been providing everything, but, but we didn't actually see it break. We saw little bits and pieces yeah. here and there, but it kind of broke open whenever we surrounded ourselves with, with people who are of like faith, when yeah. we surrounded ourselves with people who actually walk in the, in the full manifestation yeah. of their inheritance in Christ and walk in the, and the anointing for supernatural abundance. You yeah. know, we, we, it broke when we surrounded ourselves with these people. Yeah, amen. And so we believe for mm. every person yeah. who sows seed into this ministry, we believe that that same breaking is happening in your life, that God will open the windows yeah. of heaven in your finances. He'll open the windows of heaven in, you know, vision and ideas and inspiration of God, that God, he's not a respecter of persons. If he'll do it for Buddy, if he'll do it yeah. for me, if he'll do it for Kevin, if he'll do it for every person in the room, because yeah. I know every person in the room has a testimony, a financial breakthrough in some way, shape or form. If he'll do it for us, he'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. And all you need to do is say yes to God. If he tells you to sow, if he doesn't, then don't, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if he tells you to sow, say yes, and then expect to receive the same anointing that's on the ministry yeah. to come into your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, bless every seed sown. Bless the sower. Let the same anointing that's on this ministry come into their lives now in Jesus' name. Supernatural debt cancellation be in the name of Jesus. Debts that have been held over their head and kept them in bondage in Jesus' mighty name break now. In the name of Jesus, bring finances in to pay them off or he supernaturally erase them. Doesn't matter how you cancel them, cancel them out. Bring a supply to see that debt gone. We just declare every seed sown blessed, pressed down, <laughs> shaken together, running over. It will return back to them in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We thank you so much for being here with us. We've got an awesome show for you tomorrow. We are going to have the What's Right Bakery and I have it on 
semi-good authority that it's not going to be muffins tomorrow. I'm not 100% hey. what it's going to be, but... We're moving it forward. It's, I, I think so. I think. Don't hold me to it, but... I've had I've had some some spoilers. That was my spoiler for you. So mm. tune in tomorrow to find out what we do there. It's going to be another great day. We love you. Be blessed. Have a good Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That day. Bye.